Good evening and happy 4th of July. I'm not going to do any fireworks, but uh, this week we also don't have people here because it's the 4th of July and so a lot of people have holiday plans and vacations and all of that. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and do this message and, and Terry's helping me out so that I could uh, start a new series. And there are a few things that, that I do similarly every once in a while when I plan out the year, when I plan out my, my series calendar, so to speak. Uh, and, and so there are a lot of things that I, I am in the moment, and I always pray about each series and where to put it and how to give it and all of that. But I always do a relationship series because I think that's vital, and I'm, I'm, that's always pressed upon my heart, and it's good to do that. And so I do that, uh, usually around February-ish, but not always. Um, the other thing that I do a lot is a parable series. Now, there are only so many parables. You know, Jesus had a lot, but, but you know, after a while, you've told them all, you know them all. Sometimes we use them a lot, and that's good, but there's so much wisdom. We just came out of the wisdom series. There's so much wisdom in them, and it's so amazing that he was able to teach without making people feel bad. Now, people felt bad because of what he said sometimes, but he wasn't like, hey, let me tell you how stupid you are. Let me tell you how wrong you are. It's like, hey, this is how to be right. And he would teach that through stories. He would teach that through preaching. Yes, but a lot of the times, especially with those closest, it was through stories. And it's such a cool thing to be able to do. It's such an amazing thing to be able to look at these and be like, wow, Jesus had such wisdom for the time that still applies today. And so this series is called Marvels, which I completely made up. It's never been used anywhere else ever. And this week we're talking about investing. I'm going to go, this is the parable of the, the three servants, the parable of the talents, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to read some of it and then we'll talk as I do. This is Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them uh, while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. Immediately, I want to stop here because immediately we see this, and sometimes, especially from our understanding, like, that's not fair. Everybody should have gotten five bags. Or why did that guy, did he think so bad of him? He doesn't think positively or negatively of any of them. He, it says according to their abilities. Uh, one of the things I've talked about a lot is some people are really good at math. Some people are really good at English. Some people are really good at sports. Some people are really good at music or singing or whatever. You know, we all have our gifts. And being a really good singer but not great at math that doesn't mean that the person that math is better than you or that you're better than them. It means that you have your gifts and you're, you're doing your best. It doesn't mean you quit trying in the other things. But it means you do your best. And so if there's a musical coming up, the, you, you don't want to give the, the solo to the math person who doesn't know how to sing. And so that's what the, the guy here is doing to his servants. He's like, hey, you know, maybe this guy, the one guy was an accountant, or maybe he just know, knew him longer, or he'd done this, something like this before. Whatever the reason, he's like, you get five bags. You're not better than these people, but, you know, let's see what you can do. And same with the three, and same with the one. He's not saying, you're so stupid, you only get one bag. Or He's saying, hey, I trust you with one bag. And so most of you, many of you have probably heard this before, so you know where it's going. But one of the things I say, and especially with parables, is don't jump ahead. Follow along, because take yourself back to when Jesus was telling this story. The disciples were there, and, and probably a crowd of people, maybe some Pharisees shouting out insults, but people were there listening, and he's telling this, and people for the first time are like, whoa, I get that. And so imagine that you're one of these, doesn't matter which one. 
imagine that you're one of these servants and, and, and you've been given this responsibility. As people, we start to think, well, how come I didn't get this? Or how come they didn't get this? Be like, okay, this is what I have. I'm going to do my best with it. Which again, was the theme through the wisdom series. So we go to the next part. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest his money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So you get three different things there. The one invested it, and I don't know how he invested it. Maybe he invested it in GameStop when it was really high. Maybe he invested it in AMC or something else. Who knows? Probably not one of those, but whatever. He invested it. However he invested it, he doubled it. But he did his best. He's like, I've thought this through. I've planned this. This is what I think is the best course, and so I'm going to try. Uh, I have invested very little money because I have very little money, and it can be very stressful sometimes to be like, wow, today it's up and today it's down and it's all over the place and there are people that have invested far more than me and it could be very volatile. My point there is if you do the planning, you do the research, you do your best, you don't know how it's going to work, but you're preparing. And so this guy prepared, put five bags. The next guy, it doesn't say he invested, it says he went to work. Again, we don't know what he did. And this was a story from Jesus. I, I don't know what he had in mind. I know that he went to work. Maybe it was investing. Maybe it was uh, putting into a savings account. Maybe it was actually working and just gaining more. Whatever it was. Maybe he bought like a, a lemonade stand and sold lemonade to make more something. But he worked. He did it differently than the first guy. Because he went with his strengths. He didn't stop and be like, okay, this is how this guy succeeded. I'm going to copy that because that didn't work. He's like, this is how I can do it. And so he didn't worry about it. He just did his best. But the third one, the third one's like, I know that I'm not as talented in these ways as them, as these guys are, and those ways as these guys are. That was hard to say. I don't care what my talent is. I'm just going to hide it because I'm scared. Uh, I am not going to mock someone for not doing something because you're scared because that was kind of a lot of my life. It took me a long time when I was called into the ministry, even after I accepted the call. It took me a long time to actually preach. It took me even longer to preach in front of adults, but it took me a long time to say yes when the youth pastor said, do you want to speak this week? It wasn't that I didn't trust God, it was that I didn't trust myself. And so I kept saying no, or I kept saying later. I kept hiding because I was scared, because I could see all of the ways it could go bad, and that's what this guy is. And so before we say, man, he's so stupid and he's so wasteful, Think about the times that you've been asked to do something. Think about the times that you've needed to do something or that you've wanted to do something, and you're like, yeah, it's too hard. Now, there are times that wisdom means that you don't do whatever it is you're thinking. And to safe example, again, ice cream for every meal. But there are times that we know something is good, and we know something that could help us or help other people, but it's like, I just don't know. There's a huge difference between saying, I'm not ready to speak, and saying, yeah, no, it doesn't matter if I'm ready or not, I'm not going to do this. Or it's a huge difference to saying, I'm not ready to sing in front of people, and saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to know yourself somewhat, you have to trust yourself somewhat, you have to do your best, but this guy didn't care. All he wanted was, I'm not going to be the one that loses stuff. Uh, going on to the next part. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them in uh, to account of how they had used the money. 
The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two uh, bags of silver to invest, and I earned two more. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. I read all of that together because he said the same thing to both of them. It's not that he didn't care. It's not that he wasn't listening. It's that they both did their best. Now, this is a story, and maybe Jesus took it from a real example, but regardless, we don't know anything about these people other than what we read here. But I believe, based on Jesus and what I know of God and what I know of his heart and what I know of his forgiveness, I believe that the first servant, let's go with him, who had five bags, if he had invested that, and I'm not just talking if he'd been like, yeah, I'm going to put it on red and then spin the roulette wheel. I'm saying if he's like, yeah, I've really thought this through and this is what I think will help, this is what I think is the right course, and he'd only gotten two bags of silver back, or he'd lost a bag, I believe that the master would have said, you know what, you did your best. Now, only you truly knows, and God knows if you've done your best, but going to grades for a second, I've talked about this, I've talked about this recently, uh, my grades, that, don't, that doesn't matter, and I just screwed up grammar, and so it is what it is, but uh, I'm the only one that caught that, that's fine. Let's say for a second that you studied really hard. Like you've done your absolute best. You have a math test coming up and it's geometry or something and you've studied every night. You've even gotten a tutor. You've asked people for help. You've asked your parents for help. You've looked online for not answers but for ways to study, for ways to do better and you just put everything into it. And then you get to the test day and you do your best but you get a C. You know, people are going to be like, oh, you only got a C, whatever, but you're like, I did my best. That's worthy of praise. That's respectful. I promise you that's respectful and that's what I believe the master is saying here. He's not saying you have to double everything. You have to get an A every time. You have to succeed every time. He's saying doing your best is succeeding. And so while both of these uh, doubled their money, that's not the point. And as people, we take that away as the point because we want to double everything. We want to think that once we say, Jesus, I'll follow you, that everything doubles. We want to think that once we say, man, you know what, I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to go into where I'm called, and, and I'm going to make double the money, or I'm going to bring in double the people. I'm going to do double the good. Doing our best with what we have. Having our talents, your gifts, whatever it is, and doing your best with them. It's going to be different for each person. And success is going to be different for each person. It's all in doing your best. And I know that I say that a lot. I know I've said that a lot. But that's the point, and that's what's happening here. And yes, they doubled it. That's awesome. Sometimes you're going to double it. Sometimes you are going to get A's. Sometimes you are going to make the team. Sometimes you are going to get the job. Sometimes you are going to help the person in the way that you expected. Whatever. But sometimes you're not. And yet if the effort is the same, if you're doing your best, and you're doing it for the right reasons, and you're doing it for God, and you're, you're just there, whether it doubles or triples or singles or home runs or whatever else I went out, of course, whatever the thing, you're doing your best. And so that's what the servant is saying. And again, I know that he, each of them doubled and I know that we want to focus on that. But what Jesus is saying here is they doubled because they did their best. So do your best. And that effort is what counts as the double. Now, if you double your stuff, good. Now, the next part, and we know where this is going, but just follow with me. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, 
Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Not a great way to start. Uh, Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If I knew I harvested, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. And that tells me that what we just said is correct, that the master's like, hey, you didn't have to double it. If you brought me a cent extra or you'd just done something. Too often in our lives, we believe that we're not good enough. We believe that there's no point in trying because what's it matter? It's never going to change anything. Uh, I will tell you this. You can be the absolute best person you are. And you can do everything right. And I've said this before and I'm going a different way. So stick with me. And you can do your absolute best. And you can do good. And you can do well both. You're not going to change the world. But that's not what it's about. Because if you do your best, somebody will notice, and it will help somebody. It may not be visible, it may not be right then, but people will notice. The Lord will notice. You will notice, and that's what's important. And so this guy, his sin wasn't in not doubling his money. His sin wasn't in hiding his talents. It was in not trying. It was in saying, you know what, I'm just not good enough. I'm never going to be able to get five bags. I'm never going to be able to get three bags. I'm never going to be able to get two bags. I'm just not going to try. It was in saying, yeah, I'm just scared. And I'm scared to the point that I'm just going to go over here and let everybody else do everything. Uh, There's a thing called the bystander effect. I listen to a true crime podcast, and it also has some supernatural stuff. It's cool. Um, There's something called the bystander effect. And so basically what that means is, let's say you're driving down the street and you see somebody who is clearly hurt. Now, the wise thing is not necessarily stop because there absolutely are people who will use that or whatever else, but the bystander effect says that most people will say, well, I could call 911, but somebody else will. And so there have been people who, and I, don't, I realize this is going to be scary, I don't mean it to be scary. There have been people who have been kidnapped or, or taken in broad daylight because other people around who see it are like, somebody else is going to call. And we do that in our lives. It's like somebody else is going to say hi to that person. Somebody else is going to do their best. Somebody else is going to stand up. Somebody else is going to be a good person. Somebody else is going to help. Somebody else is going to pray for them. Somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. And we do that. We've all done that. The best Christians in the world have done that before. But what this parable teaches us is that's not what it's about. You're not always going to be successful. I wish that I could tell you that once you do your best, you're always going to be successful. I wish that I could say that everything you invest is going to double. I wish that I could say that as soon as you accept Jesus, your life's going to be perfect. That's not how it works. Once you do your best, the best will come from it, the best possible. And so instead of saying somebody else can do this, do your best. Now again, going back to the everybody has their own gifts, there are people, well, I'll go with myself. So I speak, hopefully not a surprise because I am right now. Uh, regardless of my opinion of it, I do it. And I'm able to stand here, thanks to God, completely thanks to Him. 
I'm able to stand here and make somewhat cohesive points and take things from Scripture that hopefully helps people, and I do my best. However, uh, if I were to begin singing, I'm not going to sound like, I don't know why the only person in my head was Bruce Springsteen. I don't even listen to Bruce Springsteen, but I'm not going to sound like him. I'm not going to sound like Hugh Jackman. I'll go with that because I like him. Uh, I, I, I'm not. Now, I can carry a tune. That's a secret. Don't tell anybody that runs any kind of choir. But I'm not that person. Or going to basketball. I love basketball. I'm a pretty good shooter because I've worked overly hard at it because I'm competitive. Uh, I can't play in the NBA. And so when I say, don't, let, don't be like, hey, somebody else will do it, you know, sometimes you're not going to make the NBA. Sometimes you're not the right person. And so when I say, don't say somebody else will do this, you know, sometimes your, your goal is to help someone else know that they can do it or help someone else be in the right place or just tell somebody else that you're getting help. Tell somebody else that, that, that you're calling. Doing that. Sometimes you will be the center of the stage. Sometimes you will be the right person for the right job and, and it'll be perfect and you'll double it and it'll be awesome. But sometimes... Your entire goal is to say, hey, I called 911. Sometimes your entire goal is to, to wave at somebody. Sometimes your entire goal is to tell somebody else, yeah, I think you can do this. All of us have different gifts. Just as all of us have different courses. Just as all of us have different plans. Just as all of us have different lives. If you do your best, you're doing your best. But if you follow God and you let him direct your paths and you let him show you the right way and you invest everything that you have. Maybe it's not as much or the same thing as somebody else, but you're doing it. And so it's going to be a success. Maybe not the way that other people define it, but the way that matters. And this guy, again, he just didn't try. The, the, the master is like, you could have just put it in the bank. You could have tried something, but he didn't have confidence in himself. He didn't have confidence in anything, and I get that that's hard, believe me. But trying matters. And taking all talents away from him. Treating people with kindness, with love, with respect, that matters. And you should never say, regardless of what the situation, somebody else can be nice there. I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to hate them. I'm going to do whatever. You're always the one that can be nice. You're always the one that can do the right thing. You're always the one that can do your best. You're always the one that can follow God. Last part. Then he ordered, uh, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, throw this useful, useless servant into uh, outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I want to stop and say this has nothing to do with capitalism. It has nothing to do with communism. It has nothing to do with any kind of financial system. doesn't matter. There are a lot of people who say if Jesus were alive today, he would be this. If Jesus were alive today, he would be that. If Jesus were alive today, he'd vote this way. If Jesus were alive today, he'd vote that way. He'd find a better way for all of it. So... That's our human way of looking at things. So Jesus isn't saying here that the rich should get richer and the poor should get poorer. He's not saying any of that. What he's saying is the more you do, the more good you do, the more good you'll be able to do because you're trying. 
the less good you do, the less you try, the less you'll try. And the guy didn't get thrown out because he was less successful. The guy got thrown out because he gave up, because he didn't care, because he didn't see other people. He only saw his own selfish need to, to not fail. Sometimes, and this is hard for me to say, sometimes when we fail, that's actually the best outcome. Because we learn from it. Because we grow from it. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again. That doesn't mean go try to fail. Always do your best. What it means is when we fail, when we mess up, when things go poorly or the way we don't want them, when we don't double our money, when we don't double our investment, whatever. Instead of saying, man, this sucks, it's not fair. Be like, okay, this may not be fair, but what can I learn here? What can I do differently next time? What can I do better next time? How can I do better next time? How can I be better next time? The whole point of the parables, and it starts with the kingdom of heaven, it wasn't to make people feel bad about themselves. Now, again, when you speak the truth to someone, the honest, true, gentle, loving truth, not the shameful, hurt people truth, when you tell it in the right way, sometimes people are going to feel bad. If you know you're, doing, you're not doing something that you should, or you know you're doing something that you shouldn't, and somebody brings it up, not to shame you, but just because they're talking about it, you feel guilty. That's fine. But Jesus said this so that that light would shine on how people lived. So the people listening would be like, oh man, I'm like that servant that, that didn't try. I need to try more. Now, he could have, now the Pharisees in, in this case would have been like, hey, you. You didn't try. This guy, that's you. It's not how Jesus was. He knew who this applied to. He knows who it applies to. But it wasn't about shaming people. It was about helping them to see a better way forward. It's about helping them to see that it's not the number that matters. It's the heart that matters. When you look at the parables, there are a bunch of different ways to read them. This one included. You can read it as a story. It's good literature. You can read it for what it means at the time. For literally, hey, a master should treat his servants better, or he should pay attention to what they do, and the servants should do their best. Yeah. But at the heart of all of them is, how can you do better for the kingdom of heaven? How can you do better for Jesus? How can you be more like Jesus? That's what our life is about. That's why I wanted to do this series. That's why I wanted to do it right now. It's hard to see other people succeed more than we do. It's hard to fail. I get that. But there is always a place for you. And no matter how successful you are, how much of a fail you are in the eyes of the world, you are enough. And the two servants, I say again, they were both told you're good and faithful. Because it didn't matter about the total number. It mattered that the heart was there. As a Christian, what matters is not what doesn't matter is, what matters is not, that's what I meant to say. What matters is not how you dress. What matters is not which version of the Bible you use. What matters is, is your heart in it. Are you following Jesus? Are you doing your best? And that's what he's saying here. Hey, the kingdom of heaven is about doing your best and truly trying to help people. Truly trying to show people the way. Truly trying to follow him and to reflect him. And everyone can do that. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's hard for me not to compare myself to other people, but if you go around thinking, this person did that, and this person did that, and I get that the world is different, I get that there's 
money things, and I get all of that. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm saying purely from a heart perspective. Do your best. Treat people your best. Follow Jesus, truly, with your heart, and then show that to everybody, and every single person can do that. That's all I got.